the business that you're going to go into, do you want that business because that business is going to make you money? Or do you want that business because this is your passion, this is what you love, and this is what you see yourself doing for several years? Welcome to the Charting Her Course podcast brought to you by the Pacific Coast Business Times. This podcast will give an inside look at women who own and run small businesses on California's Central Coast. I'm your host, Veronica Kuzma, and I'm so excited to put a spotlight on these fascinating businesses in San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, and Ventura counties. This podcast would not be possible without our sponsor, Bank of America. More from them a little later. Bank of America asked Central Coast businesses, what would you like the power to do? Listening to your answer is how we learn about what matters most and help you achieve your goals. That's why we've lent over a half billion dollars to Ventura, Santa Barbara, and San Luis Obispo County's small, mid-size, and commercial businesses. Because we don't just work here, we live here. Martha Cantos is the owner of Green, a Ventura-based retail store that sells artisan, handmade goods. Martha began her career in early childhood education and soon transferred her passion for community and service when she decided to start her own business. Now, Martha runs two physical locations in downtown Ventura, each filled with quality, purposeful products with a story. Listen to hear Martha talk about the importance of resiliency as a small business owner, how to build meaningful relationships with artisans, and why it's important to always have a support system. Please enjoy this talk with Martha Cantos. Thank you so much for joining us today, Martha. I'm really excited to get to talk to you. Um, let's start with you telling us about EcuGreen and what you make and sell. Well, the pleasure is mine being here with you all. And uh, EcuGreen, EcuGreen um, has been in my mind since I was a little girl, I think, not knowing that it was going to be called EcuGreen. Um, I married into an Ecuadorian family and my love started there from the product that I got to see, touch, smell, uh, learn, uh, dealing, uh, not dealing, but being together with the people that makes the product. So it's uh, textiles from Ecuador, uh, like, like the Panama hats, for instance, that they're not actually from Panama. They're originally from Ecuador, but known worldwide as Panama hats. Then with that comes other items that has to do uh, with in the textile uh, section, like hammocks and, um, in clothing and backpacks and different things. Uh, and aside from that, I have partnered with um, a couple of other artisans from Turkey. But the baseline of my product, it's, it's um, from Ecuador. Although we do partner, we, I say partner because nobody works for anyone here. Everyone works together. This is a family and friends business. If we... Um, I have to know the person. It takes time for me to introduce a product. I have to know about the product. I have to be in love with the product and the person that makes it because that makes a big difference in um, how we work with the product. And if we don't have no connection, any connection with the product, then, you know, there's not authenticity. There is no history. There is no the love is there because someone made it. But there is not that relationship that we always look for. So I want to get into the whole start of the business, but let's find out just because I think it's always so fun to know. What did you want to be when you grew up? Well, first I wanted to be a flight attendant. 
That's because I had this little doll that was given to me, the only little doll I've ever had, ever owned. And I only had her for about two weeks and then someone stole my little doll. And so I wanted to uh, be a flight attendant. She was so beautiful. And I liked the whole idea of the uniform and serving people. I love to serve. And so, uh, but then as I grew up, I developed more and I had uh, great teachers. So I wanted to be a teacher. Then as I got older, I wanted to, I got into preschool, being a preschool teacher. So then I thought, oh, I can create, um, I can, I can build, I can um, create my own business and have a daycare or have a preschool or have something with dealing that had to do with my passion, which is, has always been kids, little kids, love little kids. I think that if you are involved from the beginning with someone or something, you can develop. If it's a person, that person ends up spreading their wings. And so, uh, but the foundation is important. And then after that, I was a preschool teacher for many years. And so then I, I while I was married, then my whole thing with uh, knowing the, the product from Ecuador and everything, it took me to a different path. And that kind of, I think that that's what my real dream has always been, uh, dealing with the people directly. So I dealt with children and uh, love kids and everything. And then, but then I got to get uh, both worlds. I got to meet the family, be with the family of different kids. I've had, um, I think, a valuable experience in being involved with families and in maintaining my true identity in always making sure that those kids went to school. So my teacher part came that way, you know, making sure that the kids uh, have an education, even through my artisans. And so, and now probably I'm jumping all over the place, but now it also happens with the Ventura Unified School, which we participate in with the kids in the entrepreneurship art program. So kids always part of my uh, wanting to teach, wanting to be a mentor, wanting to uh, be involved with the beginning of, um, of our kids' life. And then partnering with those families that are their parents, that are their uh, family member one way or another. And so just uh, always into the business aspect, I think, because one way or another, it has become um, a developing of a business for all of us, for the families, for us, and for now the um, the Aventura Unified School, where the kids are involved creating their own products and selling their own products. Okay, so yeah, talk more about the Ventura Unified. What is this program? How did How did that start? So the entrepreneurship art program was started by uh, many people, and I know two that I can think right um, right out of my mind right now, which is Angela Rosales, that from Very Ventura, who attended Women Economic Venture. That's where we met, and then Teacher Alex, and Teacher Alex teaches at the Anza School, and he's one of the uh, program managers. And he deals with the kids and the program development. So the program development, it's run on the Ventura Avenue from the Idea Center. So the kids at the start of the year, they start uh, creating their product. 
they visit some of the stores that participate, including my own, and I explain to them what our business is about, about the product, about how we work with people and how we deal with the product. So when the kids visit, they come on a field trip. They visit the store. We go through everything, uh, a little story of every product because every product has a history. Every product comes from working hands. So then the kids come back later uh, before December and they present us a prototype of what they want to make for us. That involves making, uh, working with our materials that we use, which is called uh, palmata or pajatoquilla that we make the straw, the, the Panama hats with, or the tawa nut, which is a nut that grows in Ecuador. I can provide the nuts to them or they can buy them online or uh, my artisans send them to me so the kids can work with the tawa nut or vegetable ivory, as we call it. It's eco-friendly, self-sustainable, and you can make Many things out of that, like jewelry and uh, carvings, just different things. So then the kids, when they present that, then we choose and we try different products and we sell them through the period of Christmas. Then after that, this is the only store that I'm aware of that participates after that program ends at the end of the year in selling uh, the products that the kids create for us, because whatever else the kids make, like whatever else the kids create. I sell it for them here at the shop and they have their spot. I mingle the product with other products to uh, give a good presentation an appealing presentation. And I have the Ventura County Unify logo around their product so people can identify their product with the kids and who makes them. And then I get to talk to them, to my customers about the kids to make the product. And that program started, if I'm not mistaken, Right now in December, 2023 will be three years. Wow, so cool. That's very, very <laughs> cool. It's a cool thing to be a part of. Yes. <laughs> so we'll go back a little bit more too. Was owning your own business something that you had always thought you would do? And how did you end up making the step from preschool to actually getting a storefront? With When I was a preschool teacher, not I was not only a preschool teacher, but I was married. I was a mom. I was working, selling from the trunk of my car, my items from Ecuador. And I always did that. Uh, it's selling as a hobby, not as a, it was not my means of supporting my life, my, my family. But I love the product and I started gifting people with the product before I started selling the product. And so a few years later, I said, oh, well, that everybody loves the product. So why don't I sell it, you know, and start creating, um, um, just having inventory. And so I started doing that and I will, whatever I sold, I reinvested. It didn't support, like I said, it didn't support my family or anything, but I just fell in love with the product. The more I learned about the product, the more I fell in love with it, the more I expanded my inventory and the kind of things that I wanted to try out. Also, the experience of being with the families and making the product with the family, trying to learn how to weave, trying to learn how to dye uh, the materials, trying to just be part of their family uh, and being part of the family uh, was fulfilling to me. So I had three different jobs at one time, two different jobs at one time, and it all came to fruition when I had an accident at my job that I won't mention the name, and they were accommodating me 
based on the disability I had at the time, because I was going through therapy and everything, but I was taking longer than expected. And so then Angela uh, Rosales, through the, the, my friend that I met through Weave, she knew that I had this inventory. She knew because we took the course together. So she knew that I wanted to start my own business. And so she gave me an opportunity to start selling my pants at her shop. And then she, someone came to her and um, Meredith Hart uh, came to her and she said, someone, uh, Father Tom from the mission is renting uh, a space. Do you know anyone that will go with that uh, family theme that, that can, will be a good fit? And so she said, yes, I have the right person. And so she uh, let me know that this person um, had, uh, that Meredith was uh, asking her for someone that she knew. And I submitted all my information through her to get to the right person. And I got my shop when I had no money, what to survive on or anything. And, um, and just uh, God just put everything in my path. And I was, um, I got the shop in a heartbeat within two weeks. I had my own shop and I have very little inventory. And I talked to my artisans. And I told them, you know, that I was doing as a hobby. I was doing this as a hobby, but now the opportunity has come for all of us. And so they were gracious enough and said, oh, don't worry. Don't worry, Senora Marta. We'll provide everything you need. We'll start weaving. We'll start sending you what you need, what you tell us to make for you, and you pay us as you sell. And that's how, you know, they believed in me. And, uh, and that's how they gave me a chance to in uh, pro promoting uh, the Ecuadorian product with the people I already knew, which it was family and friends. And, uh, and that's, that's how I started in 2017 that I opened my business after taking the Weave course in 2015 and graduating from it. That's amazing. We love Weave. We've had several people from Weave on here and we are <laughs> big fans and we love, we love Weave. We love supporting Weave. So, I learned a lot from that pro uh, from the program. Oh, I'm sure it's such a wealth <laughs> of knowledge there. So when you were first starting out with your business, what did you know the most about and what did you know the least about and how has that evolved? Uh, I knew I I knew how to order my product. I didn't know how much to order because I always thought, oh my gosh, it's coming overseas and you know I better just get instead of six pieces, you know, 24 pieces. And so I, I over inventory. And so that has been my biggest challenge to order what I need and to order different items of what the potential sales can be. So I can give an opportunity to more clients to see um, more items, more variety of items and, uh, and my artisans to help more artisans to create what they do, what they create. And so I started, that has been a challenge from the very beginning, uh, just to order the right amount of items instead of just uh, trying to help, 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 because it is a business too. And if I don't do well, they don't do well, because then I'm, I get stuck with the product and they don't produce anymore for me. It takes time to produce. What's something about owning your own business that people might not be aware of? That owning my own business, for me, it is a passion. It is not a job. It is a place that I come and I'm eager to come. I'm happy to come to. I, it, it's 
it's a business because yes, we sell items, we support ourselves from what we sell. If we're not, if we don't have the identity and if we don't have the history of how the items are made, then we wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be doing what I do. So my in in rough times, what brings me up is the responsibility I have towards myself and my family, their families, and then your family. Because once the people gets to know our product and um, buys our product and uses our product, they always come back. So it's it, it's a whole circle. What are the ways that you hope your business stands out? For uniqueness, for authenticity, for history, for love, for passion, for uh, value, value for what we do. Um, not that many businesses have what I have, which is the history of the product, the handmade, our hands, our hands that make everything, our minds that create what it comes to our mind. I work on my hats and I change the bands and that kind of thing. And if someone tells me I want the same one that you made like that one, like that one, I want that hat. I, it's impossible. I don't, I don't replicate that hat. It's just one of a kind. I can make a similar uh, headband and decor and that kind of thing, but it wouldn't be identical. There is something different. So it's just, uh, uh, we, we, we love what we do. And we have the history. We don't just go and pose for the picture for, oh, I am with this artisan or doing this or doing that. We get our hands dirty. We pick the grass. We um, harvest the grass. We sort the grass. We do different things uh, to for the grass to be used in, in different forms or different items. When it comes to the coffee, we go with my friend Lincoln, who is the one that produced the the plants the coffee that has his farm for the, the fields for that where he plants the coffee, but we are uh, picking the coffee, we are cleaning the coffee, we are, I mean, just do it everything and learning different process of how to uh, pour, uh, filter the coffee. And, and uh, so it's hands on, get your hands dirty. And that's us. We are authentic in what we do. How has what you've learned in life so far shaped how you approach your business? I have um, learned how fast I have learned. Oh my God. Um, it's um, in some, in some things I have learned very fast. Um, and in some others has been very slow. Like I said before, um, the quantity of product I order. Uh, then when it comes to money, you know, how much you have on hand. And uh, so you can uh, count with that money to pay your bills, to pay your electricity, your rent, uh, the product you order and everything, because my artisans get their money, their payment before I even receive the, the product. So that money is already out the door without me having sold one thing out of whatever I'm going to receive from them. So uh, that has been a process, a learning process, a very difficult learning process for me in um, in, fight, in 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 the uh, learning how to manage my money well. So I'm not struggling from time to time. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone looking to start their own business? The advice will be 
be in love with your product. If you're not in love with your product, you're not going to have a, that connection. The, the story won't just flourish from when you touch it, when you see it, when you're telling people about it. And uh, have that relationship with the person that, that, that is making the product. And then know that the business that you're going to go into, do you want that business because that business is going to make you money? Or do you want that business because this is your passion, this is what you love, and this is what you see yourself doing for several years, not three years, not five years, and, um, but for several years and perhaps into your retirement. And, uh, and if you go on beyond your retirement, then, then that's great. You know, that's your passion, that's your love. And, uh, and you will never, uh, I don't know, I haven't been burned out yet. So I, I probably, you will never be burned out, but probably, yes, I don't know. I haven't gone through that experience yet, but um, know the product and be authentic to it. And uh, if you can, so my product is different than many businesses out there. So that's what I know from me. And if I'm not authentic about my product, if I don't love my product, and if I don't love what I'm doing, then this is another job. But thankfully, it's not. How do you handle setbacks? <sighs> setbacks with a lot of prayer, with a lot of prayer, a lot of faith. And, um, and little by little, I'm learning to ask for help. I am learning to... Uh, to just spill out the beans, to really let people know um, that I'm going through hardship and, uh, and just finding help and relying, to, relying on those people that have walked you through um, this entire path, which in my case, at first, the big support that I've always had, it was from my kid's father. He always said, um, follow your dream, Tika, follow your dream. This is what you want. You will get, you will get there. So just an inspiration from him to continue on, even on the days that I fell down. Then my friends, I had my, a, a good friend that's, that always pushed me, Marquita Elias. You know, she helped me with the first website I ever had, my first business card I ever had. When I was not, when it was not a business, it was a hobby, but she goes, no, people needs to know about you. So even if it's your hobby, even if it's not supporting you. So she did that. And then um, my sister, my mom, a lot of family members, and also my kids. And my kids have been my inspiration, my push. I mean, they were even in my uterus and they already were embracing the product because I felt a lot of kicks when I was talking about the product. So they were enjoying the product already. And so, but in every time I needed help, my kids were there. It didn't matter um, what age they were, but they were always excited about helping me and being with me and being with the product. So, and all of the kids know the artisans and they know the product. So my kids have been my big, my big go-to. Then relying on Weave, relying on Weave because um, what I didn't learn, I learned through them. I, I expanded my expertise and they continue to support me. So I could never forget that. Has anything surprised you on this business journey so far? Yes. Um, some people have been, uh, have embraced the product and uh, a lot of them in positive ways, in positive ways that I cannot even think of. I mean, so grateful I am 
for them to know the value of the product. And then other people that they just uh, diminish what people do with their hands and what their history is. So it's um, sometimes it's discouraging, not discouraging in a way, it's not discouraging, it's sad. It's sad that we don't value the, the work that people do with their hands, that people do with their minds, that people create from history, from authenticity, from, from what they have learned throughout their culture. And so, and they're more stuck up in whatever else, but, uh, but there's no value to their work. And so that is, it's, a, it's more painful than a setback. It's, a, it's how can I think to myself, how can they not see the beauty in in the creation and the in the workmanship that these people make that my people make that my kids from Ventura Unified make? You know, it's it takes ability, it takes the brain that I can create some things and I'm gifted in some things, but oh my gosh, if I would have a little bit of every single piece of their brain, I would do oh my, it would be incredible. I would be like non-stoppable for the good. What do you give yourself credit for, for achieving or learning or overcoming so far? I give credit to myself for being uh, resilient, resilient and not being the victim. Uh, it's easy to be the victim because you can put excuses for everything and it, it's then it will become everybody else's fault, but not your own or not taking responsibility for, for things that have gone wrong but I am proud of my resiliency and, um, and I don't have any room in my heart for me, myself being a victim. Uh, times are challenges and we go through really bad experiences uh, that it's, it's hard to, you know, to think and go back to that, but resiliency is what, um, what pushes, pushes you out and uh, you flourish. Is there anything that you would like to add that we didn't touch on before we wrap it up? <laughs> um, I would like to thank everyone that supports us all the time that, um, with a little bit of, uh, walking through our, through our doors here, uh, it's, uh, lives with you, lives with the person that, that comes in, lives with love and admiration for the product and, um, for how we, uh, make them feel and for, we, I try to express the love of the artisans that they have for what they make and what they do and who they are. So we try to, for people to live with that and to live with, um, with a little bit of Ecuador in their heart, a little bit of Ventura, uh, because we do also work with local artisans from Ventura. I have uh, Nancy from Ventura downtown that she makes some art product that is beautiful. My friend seamstress and another Nancy that she works from the shop and she does her own creations and other um, Denise O'Leary, who is a, a retired teacher who does uh, uh, paintings and write books and his wife that does the needle uh, work with her clothing. And then the kids from Ventura Unify and a couple other three other uh, families that we work with from Ventura. So I just want people to live with the, to, to live my, my, my store, our store, your store with the love that we have for our products and um, for them to always come back. Even 
even if they are in town, just passing by, come sit down, have a coffee. I always have coffee. So <laughs> coffee is not a, is not a, something that you can live without drinking from my shop and uh, that they're always welcome. And if they want to talk about something, this is a safe space for everyone to come and just uh, spill their heart out. I love that. So where <laughs> can you tell everyone where the store is located and how they can find out more? Okay, so uh, the address is 243 East Main Street. And um, our first uh, Equigreen shop is at 231 East Main Street. That one we have converted into what we call Rabbit Dog Workshop. And that is run by my son. He is very creative. He does a lot of uh, wood, woodworking, room dividers, curtains, everything, uh, special, just special specialties that he makes. So that one we still have. And then the, the shop that we expanded to is the 243. So if I'm not here, he's there. And we are always, you know, helping each other out. So Acre Green has become two Acre Greens, but one with a different name. And uh, it's in Ventura downtown, of course. And, and uh, the website, equigreen.com. And I will update in my website because um, I haven't done so in, in a while. Amazing. So now it's like two stores. So cool. Yes. And we also are on Instagram, Equigreen Shop and Facebook, of course, under Equigreen Jewelry and Textiles. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was great. What a special <laughs> place you have where everyone can come and be creative and you work with the kids too. It's awesome. We also do uh, the third Thursday of the month. We have different um, whoever wants to come and play their guitars, sing, play the piano, just uh, as a community, uh, a community space. Uh, we do that on Thursdays from six to about nine, nine thirty. And we have different talents coming up, even to tell jokes. Um, Elizabeth Campos is one of the council members from uh, the city of Ventura. And so she comes and tells jokes. She's really good at it. And we have uh, Adam, who is practically the director of that, um, of creating that hours of entertainment. And on Friday at 7 p.m., we have Simon Reyes, who plays the piano. And he, and he just comes and plays the piano every Friday. So just come join us. Uh, during those those times and whatever else we come up with comedy shows we have done also we have hosted um like a, what is it called um graduations birthday parties so just we have that space now that is big enough for people to come join um just relax and, and enjoy what we offer amazing very very great thank you so much <laughs> well thank you Veronica. This was Charting Her Course, a Pacific Coast Business Times podcast. The Pacific Coast Business Times is the weekly business journal for the Central Coast with digital and print editions, as well as can't-miss events. For more on the Business Times and to subscribe, please visit our website at packbiztimes.com. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you stream podcasts. For more info on this podcast, please visit 
packbiztimes.com under Charting Her Course. We are also on Instagram at Charting Her Course. We'd love to hear suggestions on future guests as well. This podcast is developed and produced by Linda LeBrock and me, Veronica Kuzma. Associate producer, editor, and provider of emotional support, all done by Viana Mabonic. Our gorgeous artwork was done by Corey Iniguez of Dandelion Designs. Check out her website at dandeliondesigns.com. Our very cool theme music was created by Nicholas LeBrock. Thank you, Nicholas. Lastly, we're all out charting our own courses in business and in life. So while we're out there, let's wave and say hi to each other. We're in this together.